Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's Starcast Speaks. Jared and Bob here. Uh, game two of our doubleheader. Uh, normal thing, normal day for you guys on Thursday uh, at 12.01 a.m. Uh, if you're listening to this or watching it, probably shout out to Chris. He's <laughs> he's probably the only one that ever watches this and the, uh, the time that it actually comes out because uh, he works overnights. But um, regardless, um, I think this is funny to lead off with. So I saw this the other day. Um, you ever rented a car from Hertz? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, you know, I thought about it and I was like, I don't know if I have either. Actually, um, have I? So we rented a car in California. I want to say that was either Budget or Avis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was with a kid who rented a car in Charleston. That was not Hertz, but he had to go to the Hertz counter. So Charleston Airport, they have an Enterprise counter. They have Hurt. Uh, I'm sorry, Avis and Budget together. And then Hertz effectively just handled everything else. So the Avis budget uh, velvet line, velvet rope line, whatever, didn't move. It didn't look like anybody moved ever. <laughs> the Hertz line was out to the fucking bag carousels, and no one was at Enterprise. No one. Not a single fucking person. <laughs> we waited so fucking long for that car. And the reason I waited was because it saves me an Uber, but... Yeah. And I was like, I was like meeting up with these people. So I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'll be like a nice guy. Yeah, I'll watch the bags while you wait in line. Like an <laughs> hour or whatever. Yeah. And then later that day we asked, it's like, how was the Hertz line? He goes, two seconds. A different person. He goes, two seconds. Why? I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, he didn't actually rent it from Hertz. He had to go to the Hertz counter in Charleston though. Yeah, I, once I thought about it, I was like, I know I've rented from Budget and Avis, and I think Dollar was another one that I've rented from before. But I was like, I don't think I've ever rented a car from Enterprise or Hertz, despite them being like the two biggest. Yeah, I think I went to an Enterprise when I got into an accident, and I needed a car for a month. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've been to a Hertz. Yeah, so I mean, I think Hertz is the biggest. Right. It's definitely either Hertz or Enterprise, but they're the two biggest. Yeah. Um, so funny story again, I, I just it is what it is, right? Um, Hertz has decided that they are going to start selling off some of their fleet um, for whatever reason, you know, probably monetary purposes, right? They, they're the certain cars that they have in their uh, portfolio are cost more than they bring in, right? On a rental basis. I uh, want to take a guess as to which cars those are. Well, it can only be one. Must be the military grade tanks. <laughs> yeah, all the uh, the military G-Wagons and the hum- the Humvees. Yeah, it's it's got to be the electric cars. No one fucking wants those yep. things. It's they're all their EVs. So Hertz uh, is selling off about 20,000 electric cars, including Teslas, uh, from its U.S. fleet 
about two years after a deal with the automaker to offer its vehicles for rent in another sign that the EV demand has cooled. <laughs> well, dude, again, like the, the bubble has to burst at some point, right? It, so you think about it right now as it stands. I don't, I, I don't love change, but I have no personal feelings towards electric vehicles, both for or against. If, like, I could care less. Yeah. Really, truly could. Like, um, it does not matter to me. The sole reason why you won't see me getting in, the, the sole first reason that I won't get past, someone, if someone handled this for me, then I would start, you know, I don't know, whatever. I don't want to charge the damn thing. Right. I go to the gas station and it takes me three minutes to fucking fill my car up. Yep. So it's like, okay, well, you get used to a charging station, right? Like you find one that works, whatever, but it's like, there ain't no charging stations where I work. So where the fuck am I going to like yeah. leave this thing to charge? Especially if it takes like a few minutes. Yeah. <clears throat> so now put me on vacation in an area that I don't know. I'm definitely not taking an electric car. Fuck that. No way. <laughs> yeah. Why would I rent an electric car? No In an area where way. I have no idea where the charging stations are. Period. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's enough. just a dumb business and, model. And then I would start being like, well, how old is the car? What's the fucking battery life on that thing? Like, is this thing going to actually hold a full charge? Like, right. It's way easier. Just, Hey, bring it back with a full tank or we'll charge you. Got it. Understood. Yep. Yep. Done. So because it's 20,000 cars, right, which is a lot in their their portfolio, they do need to replace some of them. You want to you want to guess what they're going to replace them with? I truly have no idea. Guess I would make cars. every single one. I would, oh, oh, okay. I thought there was something more to your question. So they're they're selling off twenty thousand electric cars, and they're going to replace a certain amount of them with gas cars. <laughs> uh, it says Hertz has cited higher expenses related to collision and damage for EVs, even though it had originally claimed to convert twenty five percent of its fleet by the end of twenty twenty four. <laughs> so they had committed to having 25% of their fleet be electric cars by the end of this calendar year. And instead, on January 14th, they have announced that they're selling off 20,000 electric cars instead. Because it's too expensive. Stupid. Bad idea. Yeah. Never mind. It's like, so even if I didn't get, so even if you got me past, like, oh, you know what? There's charging stations up. Your your hotel has a charging station. You'll be fine. I'm like, okay, fine. And it's uh, it's complimentary with the hotel. Okay, so you got me. Fine. <laughs> it's gonna be more expensive to rent. Yeah. Like the day the daily charge is gonna be more. So no, not interested. 
And it says, uh, while 20,000 cars isn't a large number in the total used vehicle market, it does mean that Hertz will be taking a major loss on each one of these sales while further contributing to the trend of falling used EV values. Hertz is selling some Tesla Model 3s for as low as $20,000, which is about half the purchase price. Um, yeah, I don't know if I necessarily, I mean, all cars like lose value. Like, I don't know if I love that one, but anyway. yeah, that's a, that's a weird, that's a weird, yeah, that's a weird point to make. Yeah. Like anytime you're dealing with cars, you're going to lose off the purchase price. Right. So Tesla, I mean, Tesla Hertz would rather take a massive loss on these cars than continue to rent them out. Well, you lose net, you lose now to save long term, right? Right. Well, here's the other thing too: is it's like, you know, in a lot of these places, like, so if I'm going to rent a car, if my golf clubs are coming with me, it's got to be an SUV. Do you know how fucking expensive uh, an electric SUV <sighs> rental is going to be? Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's be fucking crazy. No way. Yeah. yeah. easy as that it's all it's just fucking logistics like that's the thing is like everyone thinks it's like personal feelings it's not personal fucking feelings yeah no they're I, too I fucking they're too fucking inconvenient right now i know we've talked about this before on the show um because i brought up the fact that i had a conversation with someone who's an engineer um for one of the clients that i moved last year and he explained it to me perfectly. It made so much sense. And he goes, the entire thing is ass backwards. He goes, they're forcing people to buy electric cars and they don't have the infrastructure to support it yet. And he goes, the way you do it in order for it to be successful is you have to build the infrastructure throughout the entire country to support a t an entire country of electric vehicles because he asked me he goes where's the nearest uh car charging port to you and i was like i don't know dude i drive a tacoma yeah. and he, he laughed and he goes exactly he goes that's the problem but he goes where's the nearest gas station and i was like oh, i drove past one on my way here and he goes there's your point like the the national infrastructure is not in place to support a national fleet of electric cars like currently exists for gas powered cars. He was like every other corner all across the country, there's a gas station. He goes, there's not even half of that for electric charging stations. So he's like, it's not, it's, it's literally impossible for it to be successful because Literally you impossible, you, can't support. you say. Yeah. <laughs> it was like what they should have done was focus all their time and energy on building the stations, like building charging stations and putting infrastructure in place before shoving these cars down everyone's throat. And I was like, wow, that's really smart. And he was like, well, he didn't say this, but, you know, again, he was an engineer. <laughs> He was a really smart guy. That he was right. an he was an electrical engineer to boot for this company that I was moving. <laughs> yeah, I literally. So I don't know where any charging stations are in Easton. Now I haven't looked for any, so they could be there. Yeah, 
And I don't know where any charging stations are in Milton. So where I live and where I work, I don't know where any stations are. I do know that there's one in Dedham Center. And then there's also a Tesla dealership in Dedham. Right. It's the best I got. There's uh, two gas stations, though, within walking distance of your work. <laughs> yep. Yep. And like Three. when I say- uh, when, No one doesn't have gas. They got rid of the pumps. Uh, yeah. When I say walking distance, I mean it's- Three minutes or less. <laughs> walking. Yeah, walking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But we have no idea where any of the charging stations are. No, I have no clue. Yeah. No, again, I and, haven't looked. Right. But. But I mean, that's part of the problem, right? And it makes sense when you think about it. Like, you would think the supporting infrastructure needs to be in place before Cause, you can because that'll be the first that that'll be the first thing like you want me to drive one of those stupid cars fine where are the stations yeah oh well you can you know use this map i don't want to use a map i want to fucking see it i want to know where the fuck it is right and i don't want to drive 50 minutes to leave my car while i do what 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 the fuck am i going to do while this yeah car is charging what what am I gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. What am I supposed to do for an hour and a half? Yeah. Like, how long does it even take to charge? I don't even know. Yeah, I think it's. I think. I think with the Teslas, with the new Teslas, you can get to eighty percent in thirty minutes. Okay, that's fine. So, where what am I supposed to do for that half hour? Right. Yeah. Exactly. What am I supposed to do? It's just dumb. It's so inconvenient. It's insane. And like, I know a lot of people use this argument, which truthfully I think is a stupid argument. I think the answer is a lot simpler, but people are like, well, you can't even drive across country in an electric car because there's not enough stations. And it's like, Around. You okay. drive across the country much? Fine, right? Like, yes, I fine. That's a fine argument. It, it might be correct. But like, how frequently are people driving across country? Well, so, they, I, so with a you know what I mean? This in the, so what and I think what they what a lot of these people mean is because in the Midwest they just drive everywhere. Right. So like 12 hour drive for them is nothing. Well, that's what I mean. The argument is simpler. You don't have to make the argument that you can't drive across the country. Therefore, no. you shouldn't How buy often a Tesla. You drive across the country. Right. The argument should be what you just said. I don't want to have to drive 25 minutes to the nearest charging station to sit and wait for 30 minutes. So now my entire trip of charging my car takes anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours. Actually, I, I did say I didn't even want to drive 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So like that's your argument. Your argument's not, well, you can't even drive across the country with one of those things. Okay, when's when's the last time you drove from fucking New York to LA? Like <laughs> fucking yeah, that's yeah, the thing is like it, how long does it even take? Yeah, like that's stupid. That's a dumb argument. Like I said, yeah, it might be accurate. But like what's who cares? <laughs> stupid. There's some cars you can't drive across the country that are gas because they'll just fall apart. Like you're not going to take my, it doesn't still exist anymore, but if it still did, 
my first car was a 1995 Saturn SL2. You ain't going to drive that thing across the country. And it runs on gas, right? Like that's not making it cross country, right? Like it's, it's, I don't know. It's just a, it's a dumb argument that you just hear people say all the time. It's like their default. But you can't even drive it across the country. Do you do that a lot? Yeah. How often do you do that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, but yeah, I did think it was funny though, that Hertz, uh, Hertz is now selling off their fleet after saying that 25% of their fleet would be electric. Fuck that's dumbass statement. Yeah. So, um, let's see what else we got. Oh, this, this, um, this is a, another fucking people are dumb because people are dumb. Um, so have you heard of, I'm assuming you have, right, of uh, Ozempic and Wegovy, like the GLP-1s that are out there now? Ozempic, the weight loss drug that makes your face look like you got a bunch of Botox or you look like a fucking skeleton? Uh, yeah, well, technically it's a diabetes drug, but yeah. Diabetes. Die of diabetes. My name's Wilfred Brimley. <laughs> uh, um. So yeah, yeah. So originally those two drugs, Ozempic and Wegovy, um, were created as diabetes drugs. And as a as an off-label use, they discovered that the people that were diabetics that were using that were losing weight. So now I think doctors use it again off-label um to give to people as a weight loss drug instead of diabetes. Uh, and there was an issue a few months ago that there was a shortage. Um, so the people with actual diabetes that needed the the drug, like because they're fucking diabetic, couldn't get it because so many fat fucks were using it to try and lose weight instead of like doing something actually about it. Uh, but I think the uh, the shortage has since been rectified, but it was just, it was one of those like, you know, shake your head moments, right? We were like, yeah, of course that would happen here in this fat fucking country full of fat fucks. And I include myself in that statement. I'm a, a fatty McFuckerson too. So um, well, I also think people were obtaining the drug for vanity reasons. Well, yeah, absolutely. So um, the the whole thing here is uh, this. So this is from Roca. Roka News, again, I saw this uh, the other day. So again, Ozempic is a diabetes drug that has been repurposed for weight loss. Uh, Wegovy is just the weight loss drug. Okay. So both of them ha- are the same active ingredient, which is semaglutide, uh, which mimics the, the effects of naturally occurring hormone called GLP-1. GLP-1 suppresses appetite by making users feel fuller than usual, leading to weight loss. Again, pretty, pretty uh, you know, straightforward there uh this part doesn't really matter they're both by the same company novo nordisk which is actually in cambridge by the way i drive by them quite a bit um so uh goldman sachs the the investment bank company predicts that the weight loss market could be worth a hundred billion dollars 100 billion dollars it might be worth more than that dude by 2030 okay not that fast (laughs) Yeah. 
So I don't know what it's worth now, but that's what they're that's what Goldman Sachs is is projecting. Now nah, it's um, still it's still a weird thing right now. Do you do you follow uh Nadalski, Spencer Nadalski? No, I don't. He's an obesity doctor. And I don't know what he's talking about most of the time, but he prescribes medication for obesity all the time. Okay. So it's becoming more and more of a thing, but there's still people like diet and exercise. He goes, no, it's not that fucking simple for everyone. You morons. Yeah. So the thing here, right? This, this, this article on Roca, it introduces like with the, the Ozempic and the Wegepi stuff. Right. But the actual news piece itself is about a new piece of technology, I guess you would call it. So what it is, it's a drug-free vibrating pill that when that is allegedly supposed to mimic the effects of semaglutide, right? So it's supposed to be similar effects to taking Ozempic and Wegovy. Uh, so the pill is called VIBES, which is an acronym, stands for Vibrating Ingestible Bioelectronic Stimulator. Uh, it contains a motor inside the pill <laughs> that when triggered by stomach acid, it vibrates. Uh, so what that does allegedly, again, is it activates stomach receptors that induce the release of appetite-suppressing hormones. So you take this pill with a motor in it, uh, and it makes you not hungry. So they, there was a study um, done by MIT, of all places, on pigs. So they gave pigs this, this Vibes pill uh, prior to eating, uh, 20 minutes before mealtime, and the ones that got this pill said that they, their food intake declined by 40%. Uh, so researchers also witnessed a reduction in the pig's rate of weight gain. Um, the pills pass through the pig's digestive system in roughly four to five days. And then the final piece here is a quote from the, you know, the, the research study or whatever. And it goes, the animals did not show any signs of negative impacts. And then it goes on to say like, so, you know, basically the study is claiming that so far there's no negative side effects of this. <laughs> However, it takes four to five days for this thing to pass through your system. So my thing, right, is there's going to be a market for it. But it's, it, I mean, there's going to be some people that opt for this probably, right? Because they don't want to take like drugs, quote unquote, like whether it's, a, you know, Ozempic or Wegovy because it is a, a chemical, right? It is a drug. And some people are going to look at this and be like, oh, it's just a pill with a motor in it. I'll, I'll take that. And it's like, mm, you couldn't pay me. I'm more concerned about the pill with the motor in it that takes four or five days to pass than I am. Yeah. The chemical. Yeah. One thousand percent. Because chemicals have rules too. I don't know. I mean, I, I assume this will be considered a drug because it's ingestible, whatever. <clears throat> chemicals got rules. Like they got trials and 
side effects and known side effects and lawsuits and all that shit. Yeah. I don't know about no damn motor. Yeah, and also, like, I just think it's wild that it's like, oh, yeah, no, you'll uh, you'll shit it out in four to five days. Well, then, what if you are a person, right, that takes this? Do you then need to sift through your shit for five days until you find it? Like, how do you know? septic or sewer. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, how do Depends you know? what kind of toilet you got. How do you know if you pass it or not? Maybe you'll know. Yeah, like, like, isn't that kind of crazy? Like, obviously, they checked the the stool of the pigs, right. you know, in the study. But like, are you gonna check through your shit every single time you take a shit? I will not be, because I will not be taking this pill. Correct. I won't be either. But it's just kind of it's strange to me that like, honestly, I th- I think the people that will sign up for this for weight loss are the types of people that just don't really care. They'll just assume that they that they pass it, whether they do or not. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a a fair point. But like, again, my whole thing is it comes back to like, and I know I don't I'm not familiar with the doctor that you mentioned, but unless you're in a you know, you have extenuating circumstances, like you're you're massively obese, right? You're like four, five, six hundred pounds. Um, I feel like you should be able to lose weight the old-fashioned way. Um. Yeah. So this this is where it gets tough, right? Because 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 uh, he he makes I've seen his point for when he, that he makes for years, and he's like, some people can't lose it the old fashioned way, no matter how bad you want to and how many 24 year olds and fitness industries say you can, can't, whatever. He goes, some people will never lose that fucking weight, but if you give them the drug, they will. Now, some of that's not, that's not all biological stuff. Right. So when he says they, some of these people will never lose, lose the weight like that, that might be an accurate statement, but is that because biologically they can't lose the weight or mentally they can't get themselves to a spot where they can fucking do the work to lose the weight. Cause there's those people, right? There's the people we like, we know them like there's, they exist. I, we fucking, I interacted with them. At least I know your clientele is a little bit different, but I interacted with them my entire fucking career in the industry. The people that are like, yeah, I want to lose weight. I want to get fit. And they talk the talk. And then when it comes to, okay, here's a, a five day a week program, they maybe go to the gym twice a week. And like you write a program for them for say it's four sets of some particular group of exercises and then they do two. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, well, I'm not seeing the results. It's like, well, you're not doing the work, right? So those people exist. And and I, I yeah. if that's his point, I agree with him. There are some he, people he that will never lose the He doesn't get those weight. people. He's but not like, talking about those people because- Again, he's an obesity doctor. So not only do you need to be diagnosed with obesity, you need to have the self, I don't know, self-motivation in a way to go and see him. Right. Because the people that you're talking about, they might be obese on a BMI chart. They're not fucking obese. They're overweight. They're not healthy. Right. They also don't care. 
That's that's what I mean. Like you're not going to go see those, anyone. Those people exist it. because there are people that are overweight that say they want to lose weight. They'll never lose the weight because they don't care enough. They're not disciplined enough. Now, there's definitely like an element of that, but I do think that the people that he's probably dealing with, there might be an actual physical adaptation that does not allow them to eat so few calories that they can lose the weight. Right. Yeah. So his claim is it's it's biological. His claim is it's everything. But there are some cases that aren't so simple as, oh, just eat less and move more. Right. He goes, no, not all the time. And then, yes, there obviously is going to be an element of someone. Someone might weigh 400 pounds. You give them the pill, and then it's like, that's the trigger. He goes, yeah, right. well, obviously, that's like a thing. Right. Like, that that will happen. And if that person gets down into the 200s, but they took a pill, does that make them bad? Are they a bad person? Right. Did they did they cheat? No. Yeah. They just found the right strategy through the right avenues. Right. Yeah. And now the end result is they're theoretically healthier. Right. Because right. I I'm also not familiar with the the usage of the um semaglutide, but like, is it something that people take for an extended period of time? Is it some, I would imagine if they're taking it from this doctor under supervision, they might take it for like six months and then stop. Right. Depending yeah, on how I much, how much weight you. they need to lose. Right. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't tell you on that one. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a very weird, it's a weird situation. It is because it, 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 it involves a couple different angles. Number one, the people that it should involve are not people that most people know. Like, I don't know. Or, I mean, I've probably met someone before that is so obese that they probably need medication. Yeah, we're talking, like I said, three, four, five hundred pounds. Like, like big. Or someone over three hundred pounds. That's almost not like, like an athlete that's like six. Nine, yeah. Like, right? like, like almost like you look at this person and go, oh, that's uh hoof. Yeah. That it's, can't just be like Walmart. <laughs> Walmart would be a good place to find these people. The, yeah. the, the percentage of uh spotting one does go up at Walmart. Yeah. It's one of those where it's like, hmm, are you in that electric cart because you're obese or are you obese because you use the electric cart all the time? Yeah. <laughs> It's like fat bastard from Austin Powers. <laughs> yes. I eat because I'm sad and I'm sad because I eat. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, I don't, I, I also, the other thing too, I also don't really care. Like some people look at it like, I don't know if people in the industry like feel threatened. I'm not threatened if the, if a pill helps people lose weight. Because ultimately, right. people still need to lift weights. They still need, like, they still need to lift weights and they still need to do all this stuff for all the host of benefits. There ain't, there's never going to be a pill that does that, unless it's like a super soldier serum. Right. But there's no pill that you can take to help improve muscular joint bone strength any of that stuff you can't take a pill to improve your mobility you can't take a pill to 
improve your body composition really either. Like you can lose weight, but if you want body composition goals, usually you have to work out for that part. Yeah. And the, the thing I've heard is that with the semaglutide is that it's, uh, you just lose weight and it's like uh non-discriminatory. So like, I forget, cause they talked to Joe Rogan had some nutritionist on his show a while ago and they talked about it and they were like, I'm making numbers up here, but it, it's to this, to this effect where it was like, you know, 40% of the, of the weight loss was fat. And then maybe like 27% of the weight loss was muscle tissue. Or probably more than that. They call it like 60% fat, 27% muscle tissue, and then 13% bone density. Right? Like this, the whatever it is with the semaglutide, like you lose weight across the board. Like you lose mass across the board. So it's not as I hate the term, but it's not as like healthy, quote unquote. I, I use air quotes there. Whereas like if you theoretically eat less, exercise more, you should at minimum maintain the current muscle mass and potentially increase to stop or at least stop decreasing bone density while losing body fat. But with this stuff, it's just like cuts it out across the board, which as people get older, obviously losing bone density becomes a problem. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's pros and cons to all of it, right? Like, again, man, like, there's gonna be like, I could give a shit less because if the pill kickstarts it, it's the same thing. Like, whatever gets you on the right road to recovery, fine, right? But ultimately, it's like if you want to be a healthy, you know, because the other piece of my business would be the adult program. If you want to like be a healthy adult and like age the way that like I don't want to say like gracefully. If you want to age gracefully, <laughs> I just want to even say like yeah, it's like reverse age, whatever. If you just don't want to be like a fucking incapable old person, you still need to lift weights. That will never change, right? And I mean, lift weights, right? Not go running, not car. Like you need to fucking lift. Right. And that's where, I, I mean, that's where I'm at too. Cause it's like, I don't have this massive like weight loss program. These are active adults that want to just fucking continue moving. Right. Right. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just I thought it was uh, kind of crazy that they they quite literally have come out with a pill, right? Because that's been like the joke in the industry for so long. Like, oh, there's no pill that you can take to lose weight, and it's like, well, apparently there is. Might be. Apparently there is now, <laughs> and it's got a motor in it that you need to shit out. <laughs> yeah, they actually, make things a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you just hope that it doesn't fucking short circuit in your small intestine. 
there's just gonna like that just doesn't seem safe like i would much rather inject myself with uh semaglutide than take a pill with a mechanical component in it that's going to sit in my stomach and pass through my gi tract you don't love that approach yeah yeah not ideal (laughs) but i don't know um i don't either you got anything else or uh you want to start wrapping this up um so i'll i'll just i'll jump into this this because it's not gonna it's not gonna be long so i'm not gonna go through each thing so i was looking something up i forget what it was and when you get on wikipedia you go down the you know the different (laughs) routes whatever yeah so the santana song smooth featuring rob thomas from matchbox 20 yeah I think before he ended up in rehab with Sinbad. <laughs> um, so what was that? For? Was that always sunny? Always sunny. Yeah. <laughs> so that song, uh, "Smooth" by them or yeah. by Santana, featuring Rob Thomas, lands on number three for the greatest of all time Hot 100 songs. So it's the Billboard list, greatest of all time, hot 100 songs. Number three. So I go, all right, well, what's number one? (laughs) And mind you, this is by far the weirdest list of all fucking time. (laughs) <laughs> because number one is Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. I don't know that song. You do. You, you just don't know that it's Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Okay. I assure you, you know the song. Okay. I mean, dude, it's it's number it's the best song ever on the Hot 100. <laughs> but, I mean, that song's... I mean, The Weeknd is relatively new. Right. He's not like an old artist. Okay, number two, the twist. Like, the like B-52s? Chubby Checkers, the yeah. twist. <laughs> oh, Chubby Checker, yeah. I thought it was the B fifty two is your favorite. No, that's uh, Love that's Shack. Love Shack. I don't know where Love Shack is on this. Then Smooth by Santana. So now we've covered Modern, we covered the fucking twist, and then Smooth by Santana. Uh, Mac the Knife by Bobby Darren. Darren, I don't know what the fuck that is at all. No idea. Uh, Uptown Funk, Mark Ronson featuring Bruno Mars. That's, that's a good. That's a good song. And I that's like that song. also that's also new. Right. Mac the Knife by Bobby Darren does not look like a new song. Fairly certain it's a pretty old song. <laughs> How do I live by Leanne Rhymes? I think I know what that is. I know what that is. Yeah. Does not seem like any of those other songs. Nope, it does not. Party Rock Anthem, LMFAO. Yeah, I mean, that's a funny song. How the fuck is that seven? Yeah. 
I got a feeling black eyed peas. Fine. Yeah, that was a big that was big when it was out. The Macarena. Number nine. God. So like I'm trying to figure out like how the fuck is, how the fuck was this list like constructed? What's it's, the like, name of the list? It's the hot one hundred. The yeah, so it's the the top all time. songs of the hot one hundred. It's the so, greatest of all time hot one hundred songs. So it does remove quite a few options. Yeah, so the song has to be originally on a Hot 100 list, right? So like, right. uh, it can't be the Led Zeppelin, the Beatles. I was just gonna say, like, any song from Zeppelin is not gonna be considered a Hot 100 song. No, no, right. But I when wonder did, when, did, I, when did the I, twist come out? That's gotta be like the. F- 50s 57 I think it was like the 50s right yeah I'm, I'm gonna guess and say 57 1960 oh wow I was close the blinding lights by the weekend 2020 yeah I was gonna say 2021 probably it's a really odd top 10. And I'm not going into it because I like you do get like Hey Jude by the Beatles. Obviously, that's not their best song, but that's the song that made the chart. Right. And then, you know, the one right after it is Closer by the Chainsmokers. It's like, what the fuck is going on with this list? Yeah, like that doesn't make any sense. And I also, again, it's like greatest of all time hot 100. I don't know what the rating criteria is either. Because is it most popular? It doesn't say most popular. It says greatest. Right. Right. And like, what's the criteria for the hot 100 too? Right. Yeah. Again, it's like, like, does the song need to be, cause the other thing I thought of was, is this like an amalgamation of all the number one hot 100 songs? Like, so did every song on this list at one point in time need to have been number one on the hot 100, right? Like, because I don't know how often they recalculate, but I know Billboard. I don't know if it's weekly or monthly, but like weekly. I know they they redo their their lists pretty frequently. So like yes, weekly, maybe a song was on the Hot 100 for like twelve weeks in a row or something like that. Well, I think Santana was on the Hot 100 for like fucking years. Yeah, <laughs> I'd still be. Imagine that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, so there's also like a shitload of fucking charts. Yeah. You've got like soundtracks. I thought you were just going to say Soundgarden. (laughs) I was going to say, how the hell did they make it on that list? U.S. Afrobeats songs. TikTok billboard top 50 top album sales, top streaming albums, digital song sales, radio songs. Streaming songs, Billboard 100, Bill. Oh, I'm sorry, Billboard Artist 100, Billboard 200, Billboard Hot 100. This is only in top charts, too. There's global, there's yeah. rock, there's alternative. Yeah. And then greatest of, there's greatest of all time artists, the Hot 100 songs, all time Hot 100 artists. All-time Billboard, 200 artists, 200 songs. 
Yeah, it seems like a lot of lists. Like a little greatest bit unnecessary. Of all time songs of the nineties, greatest <laughs> of all time holiday one hundred. So it wasn't more so because I didn't want to debate. Oh, what do you? Hey, what do you think's the best song ever? Like, because it's <laughs> fucking useless. Because we don't know what the criteria for the chart even is. Right. Right. I just I did want to outline. Smooth by Santana, the twist and the weekend. Yeah, top it's three. a very odd top. It's a three. fucking crazy. That's wild. And when you spread it out to top ten, it's like okay, well, four or five of these are like current, popular, top forty, whatever songs. Yeah. One of these is like a classic, like really classic. One was like again, like esto facto '90s song. Right, yeah, and the Macarena. And Smooth. Well, Smooth was 99. Just a weird, weird collection of songs. Yeah, that's super weird. And that was my thing, is like it started with like, oh, Smooth is like third on the Hot 100. I'm like, how? (laughs) Like third, because my first thing is, oh, third greatest song of all time? No way. Well, no, that's not what it's measuring. Right, right. I don't know what it's measuring. Yeah, we have no idea what the criteria is. But to be in the same company as Bruno Mars and The Weeknd and Chubby Checker and Leanne Rhymes (laughs) is just a fucking really weird collection of artists. Yeah, that is super fucking weird. So. I don't know. I don't either. I was just uh, more uh, moral of the story. Weird, weird list. Please don't do more. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you want to start wrapping it up? We can wrap this up. All right. You ever use a travel agent? Uh, I have not. Okay. So you just did Hawaii kind of all on your own? Yeah. Okay. So. Michaela and I, are, we're going to do our honeymoon in Italy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to um, a client of mine. Actually, you know him. My financial advisor, not yeah. my accountant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Different guys. And I was like, did you go to Italy like not that long ago? He goes, we went in 2018. I'm like, okay. Did you use a travel agent? He goes, not only did I use a travel agent, he goes, I've referred this travel agent and they've taken care of everybody. Like, okay. So I reached out to them. Effectively calling and giving like mostly like no info. I gave – I had some info for them. They're like, okay, what are you looking for? I go, Rome, Florence, Venice. Whether you can do all three or two of the three, I don't really give a shit. Like I go, I don't know how hard it is to get to all these places either. She's like, no, well, Florence is like halfway from Rome to Venice. I'm like, oh, really? I thought it was like way further than that. She goes, no, it's like two hours in between each by train. I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. Um, And she's like, accommodations. I'm like, don't need five-star fucking hotel. I go, don't yeah. need five stars here. <laughs> I go, something, I go, don't, don't put me in a hostel, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Again, it doesn't need to be top, top either. And tours, I'm like, the only thing I go, the only thing with like the tours, it's like, we'll do them. And like, I want to see like, you know, certain things here, but it's like, just don't put me on like a tour all day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause it's like, 
Michaela and I spoke and we were like, we don't really want to do like a lot of tours, but like truth be told to like, not only get into some of these places, it's just easier. And, um, or it's going to be easier. Right. So I can just tell you one thing. I, now I don't know. I don't know how all the financial works is because they sent me a proposal. They told me how much it was per person. They told me how much the flights were per person. I assume that their fee is built into the cost that they sent me. So I don't think I'm getting another bill that doesn't include, or I like that would be like, oh, this is the agency fee or whatever. Right. I assume if they tell me it's X per person, their fee is included in that. I would imagine so. Person. Yeah. Yeah. And the woman did tell me, she goes, the flights are separate because you need to pay for the flights in full before or in order to reserve them i'm like got it understood yeah. yeah makes sense um so yeah it's like i can't and i didn't get like so the other thing too is they sent me what is effectively like 10 days i think it's longer no 12 days they sent me 12 days get off like you're gonna fly from boston to rome Someone's going to pick you up. They're going to bring you to your hotel. You check into your hotel. This is the type of room you'll have. Then the next day, someone will pick you up. You're going to these three places on a private guided tour, English speaking guide. Like, right. Then you're going, then the next day you go here. The next day you go here. Like, whole thing fucking outlined for you. Right. Pretty right. cool. And obviously, I've never used, um, I've never used a travel agent before. So this was the first time. So I hope if all travel agents are like this, boy, does it make things a little bit fucking simpler. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. Now, I don't know if I would use a travel agent if I was going to go to New Orleans. Actually, I know I wouldn't because I know what the fuck I do yeah. in New Orleans. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. If uh, her and I wanted to go to... What's something in the U.S.? Like, like, is there any fucking destination? Like, I wouldn't use a travel guide to go to Vegas. Yeah. I mean, at this point, you don't need one for Hawaii either because I can just tell you where to go. <laughs> yeah, but I don't trust your – I don't value your opinion. Unless you wanted to go trust. somewhere that wasn't on Maui because I've only been to Maui. Yeah. I also don't know if I'm going to Hawaii. I don't know. That's – either way, I don't know what I'm doing beyond – italy so that's not even a big deal right right um but different countries it's like yeah i kind of want to go that route yeah so it seems easier for a, a different country but like i don't even know what destination in the united states i would go to that would also necessitate like a travel agent yeah but that's what i was saying is like i would never like so i don't know much about vegas right i know there's the strip i know there's off the strip I don't know what else there is to do besides gamble, drink, whatever. So, because I floated the idea, my mother mentioned going to Vegas. So I'm like, well, I would be open to taking her to Vegas in some capacity. That maybe, but I'm like, I'm probably not going to get a fucking travel agent for that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that doesn't seem to make any sense. So I feel like it's like international is the way to go because then. Never mind. They handle a lot of your transportation, which is an issue. And if you're going to do tours and shit, they handle the language barrier. That would also be an issue. Yeah. So unless this place is just a fucking baller. Um, 
very easy if you know like a little bit about what you want to do. Yeah. Now, if you, now I also, they, they're like, oh, do you want to go down south? I go, nope. I'm not going south of Rome on this one. Yeah. I'm all good. They're like, okay, no problem. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, you know what? Just like, they're like, oh, what sites and stuff like that? I go, the big ones. <laughs> I go, I've been telling everyone that I'm going to be a stupid tourist and like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone says Rome. Well, you got to go and like see the stuff, but like you probably like never have to go back. Well, that's fine. I haven't been the first time. So <laughs> I'll worry about not going back when I don't go back. You're going to go to the Vatican? Yep. Careful. What do they want with me? <laughs> no, nothing. It's, just, a child. it's just funny to say. <laughs> well, that's the other thing too, is it's like, uh, I want to it's, see the stupid paintings. Like, yeah, that's the Sistine Chapel is in the Vatican, right? Yes. Like that's the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. And then there's other sites within Vatican City. Yeah. Um, that's the thing is like I want to see the stupid paintings. Like I spent all that time learning about all these stupid paintings, and I'm gonna be like, oh, I'm not gonna go in here on a guided tour because of religion. Like that's fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna attend mass. <laughs> I assure you that one. You don't want to go shake the Pope's hand? I don't even... Who is the Pope? Couldn't tell you. Is it Benedict? I don't know who it is. Or is he the, oh, isn't is that, he dead? Is that the one that left? I thought he was dead. I don't know. Well, no, he resigned. One, yeah, of, them didn't one of them... Didn't one of them die recently? Uh, John Paul II died a long time well, ago. Yeah, That's John, when I was actually in John Paul Catholic II school. is like the goat of popes is he though i don't know i just made that up because he was pope forever and he was pope when we were kids <laughs> yeah <I was laughs> when gonna we say, were actually like in the religion i was gonna say because he was also the pope i know when everything fucking hit the fan yeah oh yeah for sure like uh i remember cardinal law like that was always like the name oh like yeah cardinal law cardinal yeah. law he tried to sweep all of that right under the fucking rug. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shitbag. Made a nice movie about him. Did they? Well, not about him, but... About the uh, whole thing? Yeah, Spotlight. I think Mark Wahlberg either was in it or produced it. Of course he was. Of course. Anything that has to do with fucking Boston, Mark Wahlberg is involved one way or another. It's so bad. Yeah. Um. All right. So my final thought is I was trying to save this for when we had Jones on, um, but I don't know the next time we're going to be able to have Jones on because obviously we did, we did two today. Um, but so it, it all started cause he sent me something on Instagram where it was talking about like the best video game consoles of all time. And I do want to caveat, right, that I'm going for games in the time that they existed, right? So obviously, like, if you take a game from 1997 on Sega, right, and put it up against, you know, a game on Xbox One, Obviously, the game on Xbox One is superior, right? It's going to fucking blow the dick off of something from Sega. But, like, it, it's, I'm going for like 
in its time where it ranked against each other, like if that makes sense, right? So we were talking about it and I, I said we should bring this to the podcast and have a larger discussion. But in my opinion, I think N64 was the greatest video game console of all time, right? And now again, if you put GoldenEye in an N64 and put it on a TV next to, you know, whatever Grand Theft Auto 6 that's coming out for Xbox One in however in however many weeks or months that's coming out, yeah. It's it's not the same, right? The the, the anything on an Xbox One is going to blow the doors off of N64. I get it. But I think in its time, N64 produced games that were absolutely like above and beyond anything that exists today, right? Like the closest thing that would exist today would be a um, Call of Duty, right? Like Call of Duty is the one thing that's like a franchise that people seek to like play and do all that stuff, right? Like even the sports games like Madden and all that stuff have fallen off. Like Madden's not as popular as it used to be because they, they stopped making updates to games in like 2010, basically. Right. So, um, because with N64, you had super smash brothers, um, Mario Mario 64, just like super Mario 64. Like that was the game. And then it was uh, GoldenEye and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, right? Zelda. Zelda. Star Fox. Yeah. Like all of these Crash Bandicoot. Games. No, that was PlayStation. Yeah. Um, Banjo and Kazooie was, uh, was N64. Yeah. Um, but you have all these games, right, that came out for the N64. Uh, Ken Griffey Baseball. Right. Like all of these, like you can list and list and list. And like, what are some of like the transcendent games for Xbox? We'll go Xbox, right? Cause just in general and span all three generations. It's Halo, Halo. Call of Duty. And what else? Like, that's it that I can think of at least like if you want to put Madden on the list, that's fine. Like I said, it hasn't really been that popular for the last like 10 ish years. You know, like what are those like iconic games from? I'm actually like genuinely trying to think like, so I remember GTA three, that was PS. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. Grand Theft Auto is one. I, yeah, we'll count, we'll count Grand Theft Auto. Right. Oh, uh... I also like didn't play a lot of video games. I mean, MVP baseball is the greatest sports game ever to come out, right? That's that was a good one. MVP baseball 2005. NCAA 06 has the best soundtrack of anything. <laughs> Cabeza. <laughs> Yo, yeah, like, man. I don't. It's not even like um. Like the Harry Potter game, like the Harry Potter game legacy, like the what Hogwarts legacy, like that's a big one. Right. But like without even thinking, I just, I just rattled off or, but two of us just rattled off like 10 games from N64 that were like big, like PlayStation one. 
would have had some stuff. Yeah. But I also think, like, so Sega had something. They Sonic. Fucked it. They well, I know they had so, so I know they had Sonic, but they had something rolling, like a little bit, like of a brand. But they kind of fucked up the console progression because they had Sega Saturn, and then they had Sega Dreamcast, and it's like neither console really like caught. Yeah, I did like Dreamcast. I like Dreamcast too. I thought Dreamcast was great, but it did never catch on. Yeah, it never caught. So it's like my dad used to play a flight simulator game on Sega Dreamcast. He fucking loved that game. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I used to play one of the Sonic games, like probably the one that came with it. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I think I did, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, like N sixty four had iconic games. Now, I don't know if it's just because we remember them. I mean, Game Boy had Pokemon. Um, I can't remember much for else. Speed for Speed would be one for Xbox and PlayStation. Was Gran yep. Turismo ever big? Like, I like. Yeah, Gran, Gran Turismo. Turismo was big. Yeah, that's a that was a PlayStation only game. Yeah. I don't know, man. So like, I don't, I don't know if it's nostalgia, but like, I, I'll tell you right now, like when, even when we were in college n 64 had the best games when we went to like an older console. Yeah. Because like NES or super Nintendo, like they were all just like, they were like too old. Right. It was like too clunky. So it's like, yeah, obviously like, the visuals of an N64 aren't going to blow anybody away, but the games were just, they were just good. Yeah. And there was a lot of them. Yeah. Diddy Kong. Oh, yeah. Donkey Kong. <laughs> Donkey Kong is a very good game. So yeah, I think uh, I think I stand by that with N sixty four being the greatest. Yeah, I mean, console. I agree with you. I just again, I just don't know if it's nostalgia or if that's actually like someone would have to someone would have to know more than me though. That's the problem, right? I don't know shit, right? Original Mortal Kombat that would have been Nintendo. Yeah, no, probably Super, probably Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. Yeah. Was probably the original Mortal Kombat. I did have Mortal Kombat for N64, though. Yeah, one of them. I don't know which one. Yeah. I don't know which one was good either. Yeah. So, there you have it. No Mercy. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, all the, all the WWF games were like WrestleMania 2000. Like all of no those. mercy was fucking sick. Yeah, no mercy was great. Yeah, so like even like the wrestling games, I don't know which ones I had because I had some for PS2. I don't remember them. I, I had them all. Were. I had uh, WCW versus NWO. That was N64. Yeah, I had that. Yeah, but I don't remember what my PS2 games were. So maybe that's yeah. I don't remember. Maybe that, maybe that says something. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, that's going to do it for us.
Uh, don't forget to uh, hit subscribe up above. Hit the like button down below. Um, subscribe if you're an audio-only listener. Uh, spread the word. Tell everybody you know about the show. Um, you can get us on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. Twitter is Sarcasm underscore Speaks. Facebook is Sarcasm Speaks. Website, SarcasmSpeaks.com. Uh, go to the merch store, buy some merch. Check out the sponsors in the show notes below. Go support them, buy some stuff. Uh, using all those promo codes down there. Um, so that's it. Until next time, good night, everybody. <laughs>